Sunday without the stress, and finally, a happy Monday, and now we have until Saturday just to enjoy this moment, right? We really felt like we needed this one earlier, but we finally got it in what I believe is the last possible week for bye weeks but listen, I digress. This is bye week Talk. Welcome to the very first episode of the Riding the Bench Colts cast. In honor of that, I do have, if you can see it, my Pat McAfee jersey, number one. Next week, no, I will not have a Matt Ryan jersey on uh, for a multitude of different reasons, as I'm sure you're aware of, but also I just don't have one. This right here is a podcast made by a Colts fan for Colts fans. So if you are a Colts fan, looking to help out a Colts fan, shoot the video a like. That helps the cause tremendously. And as for subscribing, I'd be incredibly grateful if you did, but I don't want you to just jump into the decision. So stick around, make the decision at your own pace, and if you decide when the time comes, that you want to be notified about this type of stuff. If you want to be watching weekly Colts content, I was about to say great, stop myself. I don't know if it's great or not. I'm just talking. But if you want weekly Colts content, uh, you know, subscribing is something you can do. But again, at your own pace. So with that, I know why you are here. You saw the video title, right? If I'm to take a guess, it's likely that you disagree. You are done, right? With Chris Ballard. A lot of you are, I know. I'm, uh, I'm all over the Instagram comments section, you know, I'm starting to get here on the YouTubes, but I see it. Listen, we're upset, but I think we are being a little reactionary. So in honor of the bye week here, uh, as for something to talk about, I really wanted to get this one across because I feel like so often all we hear about are the negatives with Chris Ballard and he's not perfect, of course, right? no one ever is yeah the grass isn't always greener on the other side and I feel like someone has to come out and defend this man and not just for the sake of it someone that genuinely believes in Chris Ballard so without further ado let's get into it uh it's gonna be time stamped underneath if you you know you don't want to sit here for the whole thing uh, I do recommend you do because I think at some point the context of this is gonna matter and uh you know what came before it and what comes after it, right? It's all going to matter, I believe. I'm recording the entire thing, right? If I didn't think it mattered, I wouldn't be here. So let's just start off. I'm trying to think of the best way to break this down. Why don't we go by the record by season, right? So obviously we get rid of Grigson uh, following the 2016 season. Going into the playoffs, we hire Chris Ballard. So we have 2017, 2018, 19, 20, 21, and then of course this season. So about five and a half seasons in. Uh, really about six, realistically, right? So our record by seasons, of course, we have the disastrous 2017 season um, with the mysterious luck injury. We end up with Scott Tolzien, right? We end up with Jacoby Brissett. We like Jacoby. We respect Jacoby. We love Jacoby. We root for him in Cleveland. Um, but that wasn't an ideal situation for us. We go 4-12. 2018, in the return of luck, he's not 100%. We go 10-6. 2019, 7-9. 2020, 11 and 5. 21, obviously last season, 9 and 8 with Wentz. And then this season to be determined. But as of right now, me recording this, we are 4, 8, and 1. And by all counts, this, in my opinion, has been the absolute worst season, uh, despite the fact that we'll probably end up with a better record than we did in 2017. So I know based off the records right there, 
If you just look at that, there's no first place finishes, right? We still have a couple playoff appearances, but this hasn't exactly been what everyone has wanted it to be. And I get it. I, I really do. You know, listen, we all want the same thing. So even if you disagree with me and you hate Chris Ballard, that's fine. Understand that I'm coming from this as the same place that you're coming at it from. We want the Colts to be good, right? We love this team. We love them. We want them to be good. And I think the best direction going forward to keep us good um, is to keep Chris Ballard. So I'm going to try to make my defense right now. And I want to start with number one, the first reason that I think we're a little too hard on this guy. I know people don't want to hear it, um, but it is a little bit timely. So I figured we could talk about it. Andrew Luck's retired. Okay. Um, let me paint the picture here. All right. Shout out to Jim Ursay. Let's say you are looking to make some homemade sausage, right? And I promise I'll bring this back around. You love sausage. You don't know anything about sausage. You don't know what goes into sausage. What do you do? What are your first three steps? I'm going to give you a couple seconds to think about it. Likely what you thought of is that you either look up on YouTube or Google how to make sausage, right? That would be the logical first step, correct? And what you'll be lucky to find when you do that are other people who have made sausage. Other people who have been in your spot, went through the trials and tribulations, and ultimately made the sausage successfully, right? I know what you're thinking. Justin, what the hell are you talking about? I actually didn't say my name at the beginning of this show, by the way. Justin Alfiero uh, probably says it up there on the, uh, on the right, but regardless, not important, right? With that, the situation that the Colts find themselves in is wildly different, right? When they were looking up on Google and on YouTube how to recover from one of the best quarterbacks you've ever had retiring in the middle of his prime when they searched YouTube, when they searched Google, they were met with nothing. There was nobody who had done it before, right? So what has happened now is that the Colts have become the use case for teams in the future that deal with this. There was nothing for them to go off of. There was no previous person. There was no blueprint, right? And the best indicator, right, the best thing we could learn from his history, well, guess what? The Colts didn't have it. They were writing the book. And ultimately, listen, have we handled it the best? No. But my point is it's a tough spot, and I don't think we get enough credit for it. Uh, there's a lot of teams that would have been complete bottom feeders in the wake of that. We had a roster following Luck's retirement. We were obviously all in with Luck, correct? So we had a roster that was ready to win now, which is ultimately why I think we opted for the rent-a-quarterback strategy, and we end up with you know guys like Phillip Rivers. Now we have Matt Ryan, uh, Carson Wentz comes in, so on and so forth. That is why we did that strategy. We had a roster that was ready to win now. And we felt, we felt that we did not need to essentially sit there with a young quarterback and, and you know, watch him come up, right, and, and go through some of those growing pains. We had a roster that was ready now. Um, in hindsight, was it the best move? I don't know. I think it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback, right? But uh, for me, personally, I haven't hated it the entire way through, right? Rivers gave us a pretty good year. Um, really anyone with a credible voice in football, you know, you had some people, a few, a few people, uh, that weren't high on the Matt Ryan thing, but 
the overwhelming consensus coming into the season with this is that this was a great move to get Matt Ryan, right? So we could look at it now and be like, oh, Chris Ballard stinks, right? He got Matt Ryan. He was washed. Listen, everybody thought this was a good move, okay? So let's give Ballard a break on the quarterback situation, right? Now, everybody, listen, if you and I know that this offseason we need to go out and invest into a young quarterback and we know that Ballard's job ultimately, you know, relies on that, is hanging on that, Chris Ballard knows, all right? If you don't think he's a great GM, it's fine. But let's give a little bit of credit here, okay? This is a guy that is smart and he understands, you know, he has his pulse. He has the finger on the pulse of the league, right? He knows. He knows he has to get a quarterback. So let's see, right? So that's the first reason, Andrew Luck's retirement. The second reason, the defense. Guys, if we're going to give Ballard flack for what has been a demoralizing offense, right, then we have to give him credit for the defense, which literally from the second he took over, his priority was the defense, right? And has it been perfect all the way through? Again, never. That's going to be a big theme. It's not always perfect. The grass isn't always greener, right? This is like my view on Ballard. This defense, are we going to take for granted how good we've gotten here? Because I don't think we should. Hmm? This is a guy who prioritized it from the start. And, um, you know, we're just not used to this. I mean, when has there been, you know, a time in history where year in, year out, we know that we have a top 10 defense. And quite frankly, in my opinion, if there was an offense to back it up, it would probably be top five or top three. Uh, you know, under Matt Eberflus, who ended up with a head coaching job. Shout out to you, Matt. Big fan of his. Um, that burp wasn't what I expected it to be. Regardless, with Matt Eberflus, we were disciplined. We were swarming to the ball. We were forcing turnovers. And we continue to do these things with Gus Bradley. Damn, that Chinese food's coming up, boy. So we continue to do these things with Gus Bradley. And I just feel like it's... Let's not forget, right, what we had come accustomed to on the defensive side of the ball. We hadn't really been able to expect anything out of this defense since the years of Dwight Freeney, since the years of Robert Mathis, right, and so on and so forth, Bob Sanders, and, and you know, I could name all the players, but I think you get the point. We have gone years with awful defensive football, missed tackles, lack of discipline, not swarming the ball, and it wasn't until Chris Ballard came along that we just didn't have to worry about this anymore. Every single year, we have a defense that we feel like can bring us somewhere, right? So that's number two. I, th I think the defense is something that we have to look at, and we have to give props to Ballard where it's due, okay? So I'm going to get into the third reason. And again, I told you short listen today. We're already winding down here, guys, okay? Here we go. I know... This one isn't going to sit well with people. So I'm going to try to, um, you know, to lay it out as best I can, right? We actually haven't missed out on that many quarterbacks in the draft. I know everyone's like, we should have been going all in for our guy. You have to go all in for our guy, all right? Listen, that's what a team like the Jets does. And I don't want to pick on the Jets, okay, because they're doing well now. I do want to pick on the Jets, all right? Let me not lie. But that's what they do now. But we or teams in general, are wise to not just draft a quarterback for the sake of drafting a quarterback, right? Do we agree there? Am I alone on that? Maybe I am. I don't think 
you should just be drafting a guy because, like, the move would be to draft a first-round quarterback, right? I don't think that's what you should do. If you don't like any of the talent that you're ultimately going to have to invest in here, then don't draft someone. So I kind of want to go through some of this, right? So obviously, you know, for as long as we had luck, we weren't going to draft a quarterback there, right? That, that goes without saying. That being said, I said it. So let's start a 2019 draft, right? Because this is uh, the first draft we had following Luck's retirement, okay? The notable quarterbacks in the 2019 draft, right? Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, the late Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul, Drew Luck. Are we, like, wildly upset? And obviously we weren't going to get the first pick. We weren't trading up to the first pick, right? The Cardinals were obviously drafting the quarterback. Are we upset that we missed out on Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, and, and Drew Locke? Hmm? Do we feel like those would have been the answer for us? Me personally? I don't think so. Let's go to 2020 because I think this is the draft that a lot of people look at. Uh, maybe not. I'm a little sip of water here. Joe Burrow with the first pick, Tua with, and I don't have this in front of me, by the way, like two, I don't have like the picks in front of me. Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa with like the sixth, Herbert with the seventh, and then you have Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts, right? I know what a lot of you are thinking. Oh, you could have traded up, right? Listen. Ah, let me think of an example. Okay, here's an example, right? How about in 2018, right, when the Jets traded up with us to the third pick to get Sam Darnold, and we ultimately traded back, come out of it with Quentin Nelson, no big deal, one of the all-time heists in the history of football. When you look at that trade, what are the commonalities, right? Well, for starters, you had a team in the Colts that at the time didn't need a quarterback, right? So this is a team with a top three pick that wasn't in the market for a quarterback, and realistically, when you were looking at the board that year, right, the Colts were projected to draft Quentin Nelson regardless at number three. And when you looked at the top five, the Colts were going to get him at six. Like, this just made sense. It lined up on that front. So it made sense for the Colts to trade down that year because they didn't need a quarterback. And ultimately, the guy they were going to draft was like 99% likely to be there with the sixth pick. So those were the pieces in place. And that's why the Jets were able to trade up, right? When you look at 2020, in the year that has some quarterbacks that I like personally, and, and really it's hard to argue against, for starters, the Bengals with Joe Burrow, they would have had to have been on crack, right, to have traded that first pick. In my opinion, uh, Joe Burrow is, since Andrew Luck, my favorite quarterback prospect I've basically ever seen other than Andrew Luck. Uh, there's only one quarterback, and this includes Patrick Mahomes, that I had seen in college, and I said, whoa, this guy has the potential to be the greatest quarterback that ever lived. That's Joe Burrow. The Bengals felt the same way. Look at how he's playing. They were never going to trade that pick. For Joe Burrow, okay? And I'm sorry, because like me, um, there's no player in the NFL that I'd want to be a Colt more than Joe Burrow. He's like my favorite, okay? Tua Tungavailoa. Nah. He's playing all right this year. He's playing pretty well. Obviously, good coach, right? A lot of talent around him. Do we love Tua? Are we upset that we don't have Tua on the Colts? Maybe you are. I'm not. I'm okay with that. Justin Herbert, now this is the one, right? I feel like this is the one that maybe people view as practical. Let's not forget. The Chargers had just gotten rid of Phillip Rivers, right? Who we ultimately ended up with. They were in the market for a quarterback, correct? So if there's quarterbacks in the top 10 and the Chargers are there, right? And ultimately coming into that draft, really what it was is that they were picking between Tua and Herbert, 
whoever was there. That was the question between Miami and between, uh, you know, Los Angeles. I believe maybe were they still San Diego at the time? Regardless, the Chargers. They were not going to trade that Herbert pick. And when you look at some of the teams, I'm going to pull it up real fast on my phone. Bear with me. When you look at some of the teams that were in that 2020 NFL draft, all of them were bad, right? As I said before, the Colts were a good team in 2018 with a top three pick. So ultimately, they didn't really need the pick. But when you're in the top five, when you're in the top ten, and you're trash, you're actually trash, you don't just have the pick by chance, you're going to keep that pick. It's hard to trade out of the situation. So let's start looking through some of the teams, right? Player selections, right? Is that the place to go? Big Wikipedia guy. Okay, the Bengals, right? We spoke about Washington is the worst, right? So they drafted Trey Young, uh, rather uh, Chase Young. The Lions, horrible. They draft Okuda, right? The Giants needed that pick. The Dolphins obviously needed the quarterback. We just spoke about the Chargers, same thing. The Panthers were horrible, right? The Cardinals were horrible. Point being is that really basically after that sixth pick where the Chargers get Justin Herbert, there's nothing happening, right? And then you have later on in the uh, in the draft, you have Jordan Love that the Packers draft towards the back end of the first round. Me personally, I'm going to be honest with you, Jordan Love going into that year, full disclosure, that's the guy that I wanted. Um, I, I thought that Jordan Love was one of the better prospects in that class. I really like what he brought to the table. So obviously Jordan Love, someone they missed out on, and, and then Jalen Hurts as well, right? So Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts, 2020, these are the, the missed opportunities, right? When we talk about all of these years without Andrew Luck and all of the quarterbacks we have missed out on, the only ones practically, and we'll get into 2021, but, you know, I, I think, you know, that'll speak for itself. Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts. And, and Jalen Hurts making a lot of people look stupid, right? But let's not forget this was a guy that until his, I believe, sophomore, freshman year, spare me, I'm not like a, a college football buff. Jalen Hurts was like a running back, into like his last two years of college, right? Everyone had questions about his arm strength. And honestly, it didn't look too pretty in, in the early stages, right? He's obviously become an immense, immense quarterback, in my opinion, probably working his way right into the top 10. This year alone, without question, is like top five. Uh, but, you know, overall, big picture, you don't just take one season, you take the body of work. Jalen Hurts with a playoff run this year, I think is firmly entrenched into the top 10, all right? So, boom, swing and a miss, right? I concede it. Are you happy? Okay. And Jordan Love to be determined, right? We have rumors, um, you know, possible, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit in a future episode, uh, is likely that, uh, you know, maybe Jordan Love is, is in play for the Colts, uh, in the Colts this offseason, right? Uh, it's being reported that if uh, Aaron Rodgers decides to return to the Packers, that Jordan Love's likely to request a trade. Maybe we're in the sweepstakes there. So, I mean, I, I would love that. Uh, there's still guys in the upcoming draft that I happen to like, but Jordan Love, good option, right? So, okay, 2020. We miss out. Mind you, we come out of the 2020 draft with Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, right? So if we end up trading up for a Jordan Love, if we draft Jalen Hurts, we don't have one of those two, right? Period. That's it. Case in point. We don't have Pittman. We don't have Taylor if we walk out of that draft with Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts. And again, easy to go in hindsight and say you should have had Hurts. But in the time, you know, got to bring yourself back, right? We have to be fair. At the time... Was it like a horrible decision? Mm, for me, I don't think so. 2021, right? Obviously, you have Trevor, uh, you know, was, was as highly touted as the Andrew Lux, the Joe Burrows, and like the John Elways of the world, right? So the Jaguars come out with Trevor. Weren't going to get Trevor. And then we have Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, who the Niners, you know, gave, you know, their vital organs for. 
Justin Fields, who, listen, if it weren't for the most recent developments around him running for like 800 yards a game, Justin Fields, uh, who's starting to grow on me a little bit, looked like garbage in his rookie year and really ultimately for a a good chunk of this season looked bad. And we don't know what he's going to be. I'm not a huge Justin Fields guy, full disclosure. Not that I'm rooting against him because, you know, I'm a big fantasy football guy. We like a guy like him to do good, right? Justin Fields, Davis Mills. That's who we missed out on. And obviously we were never going to get Trevor. So let's sum it up. Let's go back around, right? Daniel Jones. These are guys that I'm talking about the practical ones, not the number one overall picks. Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, maybe Justin Herbert. I don't think we were ever going to get him, right? Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, and Desmond Ritter, if we want to talk about this last season, but come on, right? Come on. Guys, you hear that right there. How many of those guys, I want you to count on your own fingers, how many of them are you like wildly upset aren't on the Colts? Hmm? That you think that there's like, we'd be in an infinitely better spot if we had them? Hmm? For me, it's none, right? And when you start looking at Ballard's picks, let's put a little bow on it, right? I mean, this guy has been a master trade negotiator. You could talk about the Quentin Nelson trade. Um, we fleece the Jets like nobody's business. Um, we could talk about, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, I think the Rocky Sin deal uh, for Unique Ngakwe, that was good maneuvering. Listen, we took a swing on Carson Wentz. Obviously, we ended up not being great there. But remember who it was, right, who you guys already chopped off his head, right? Even though I, you know, I felt, you know, the time was time for Frank and I was a defender of his. Uh, he had to go, unfortunately. I'm a huge fan of his to this day. I think he deserves a place in the league. I digress. Carson Wentz was a Frank Wright guy, okay? Let's not make it like Chris Ballard was the one that was like, let me go get Carson. He sided with his coach. His coach said, let's do it. They took a swing. And immediately they were able to maneuver out of it, get Washington to take all the money despite the fact that nobody wanted Carson Wentz, and they're not even starting Carson Wentz. And then he's able to go get Matt Ryan in a move that everybody, broad stroke, right? Everybody, everybody thought was a good idea. And we got him for less money than we were paying Carson Wentz. The Falcons ate $40 million of his dead cap space, okay? So Ballard has done his work on a trade front. And in my opinion, when you look at some of the early picks, uh, let me see if I pull it up real fast. You know, I, I could think of some of them off the top of my head, but I don't want to forget anyone. I want to make sure I'm thorough here. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm sure it's there. Every Chris Ballard first and second round pick. Bam. Colts wire today. Nice. Okay. So 2017, the first ever first round pick Chris Ballard made Malik Hooker. Obviously that hasn't worked out, right? And I'm not sure if some of you remember, right? Because this is five years ago now. And uh, I don't know how old the person on the other end is here. You know, if you're, if you're 15, uh, I'm not saying that like you're super young, but at 10 years old, you know, do you remember everything vividly, right? Did you have a good, you know, did you have a good, and I don't want to isolate you and I don't want to pick on you. But at the same time, you know, looking back at 2017 Malik Hooker, this was like a highly touted prospect. Again, this was a guy that every, I mean, this guy got Ed Reed comparisons. Everybody thought he was a steal. Ultimately, it was injuries, in my opinion, that ended up, you know, ruining the Malik Hooker era in Indianapolis. I thought that was a good pick. 
There's a difference between a pick that doesn't work out and a bad pick, in my opinion. Because, again, it's always easy to come in in hindsight. But you have to judge everyone, in my opinion, in, like, you know, the context of the moment, right? I thought Malik Hooker was a spectacular pick. Quincy Wilson, L, all right? I conceded. That's an L. And then, of course, 2018, right? Monster draft. Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, Braden Smith, may I say more, right? Kamiko Ture, not great. Taekwon Lewis, eh, right? Rocky Sin ultimately turns out into our best pass rusher in Unique Ngakwe. Uh, and Rocky Sin gave us some good work. He was a little up and down, but ultimately he was a pretty good corner for us, right? Ben Banigou, I know he's like really like a lot of Colts fans like hate Ben Banigou. Uh That's fine. Uh, not great. Paris Campbell finally coming along. We all love his talent, right? Obviously injuries, tough, right? You can't account for that coming out of the draft. And then Michael Pittman, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then, you know, obviously we have whoever we drafted last year. Uh, and then this season, right? So uh, I'm trying to think what else I could even go to here. I, I think I've made a pretty decent case. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want this video to come off as me just, like, letting Ballard off the hook for everything. Uh, I, I think the left tackle spot was something that was an egregious, egregious misstep for us this year. But now here we are, uh, Bernard Raman Jr. I'm having a tough time remembering his uh, his actual name, Raymond Raman. Bernard Raman Jr., I'm a big soup guy. So Bernard Raman Jr., I think is going to be good, right? So even though the left tackle started slow for us, I think that we're going to make it on that front, guys. Mm. Keep myself jazzed up here with the coffee. Point being is that for me, uh, you know, I'm not sure how concise that was, but point being, hopefully that was like a pretty good case, right? right there for why Chris Ballard has been a good GM for us, why I think he should be the GM going forward. If there's anything at all that you feel like I didn't address, uh, leave a comment. Listen, I'm more than happy to go back and forth with you a little bit. Not all day. I have things to do, but I will absolutely be looking at comments, answering comments. And, you know, if there's anything here you feel like I didn't address, uh, that's totally fine. I'm sure I missed stuff. Again, bring it up in the comments. I'm more than happy to, you know, get into the discussion about some of Chris Ballard's moves because, again, I'm a huge fan of his. Guys, the grass is not always greener on the other side. This is a lesson of life, okay? And sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I think if we get rid of Chris Ballard, it's going to be a grave mistake and we'll forever regret it. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. So with that, you have listened to the very first episode of of the Ryan the Bench Colts cast. Again, if you enjoyed this, we're going to keep, I'm here, right? I'm here. I'm not leaving. So if you enjoyed this, if you're a Colts fan, please subscribe, stick around, get notifications. We'll be back next week reacting to the game. Am I going to put up a, uh, a preview for the Vikings game this Saturday? Perhaps, maybe. We're going to see, you know, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're getting right into the flow here, of course. That is all. My name is Justin O'Fara. Thank you so much for sticking around for the entire episode. Uh, and that is all. Goodbye.